0: What's
1: up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh.
0: And I'm Alessandra.
1: And today we're going to be talking about whether you have to choose between optimizing performance and optimizing aesthetics. So if you can train for performance and you know, improving body composition, or if you have to focus primarily on just trying to feel better, improving biofeedback, increasing energy levels. So what that all looks like. But first, if you are a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast, business and health and fitness. Business side of things, we have a pretty unique perspective. Um, we run a couple businesses, neither of which are at the top of the food chain by any means, but we have had a lot of success over the years, we've grown very well. We work full time from home um, running these two deals. So Fit Coach Pro and SD Evolution. Um, so we just like to share things that you can apply whether you're working for yourself or if you're working for somebody else, just little things you can do to maximize the results that you're seeing and hopefully take your career to the, to the top level. On the health and fitness side of things, very similar to what we do with SD Evolution. Our job here is to filter through the bullshit and feed this back to you in digestible pieces. So things that make sense, um, you know, kind of avoiding the fads, highlighting those types of things, but also explaining things you can do and apply within your lifestyle. So the goal is for you to be able to pull some value and apply it to your life on a whole variety of spectrums uh, within that area.
0: And we did want to take a brief moment to thank all of you who left a review from the last episode. I think like a good amount came in. So we appreciate you guys for hitting pause, taking a moment to go leave a review. It made it just made us smile so big and make such a difference because it helps us spread the word of the show that much more. So if you have not done that yet, please pause the episode if you're on apple podcasts you can leave a written review and if you are on spotify you can't write anything but you can still rate it based on how many stars you think we are worth hopefully it is five but we just if wanted to if it's less thank than you. five
1: forget that and, and don't go leave a review but no seriously guys we do appreciate it um we had a bunch come through so for those returning listeners if you have not yet left a review please take that initiative. So a lot of what we talk about is actually taking action and it's not just, you know, listening to 1500 podcasts, reading a bunch of books, appreciating them and doing nothing with that. So the first actionable step you can get, the first test you can put yourself to is hitting pause right now. Just whatever you're in Spotify or or Apple or wherever you're listening, just hit pause real quick, jump right over to that. In our, in our main podcast uh, section and just leave a quick review. Whether, you know, you, if you want, you can leave us uh, the words, you know, an actual review written out. We love that. We love reading those. We read every single one. We appreciate the handful of guys who, who went through and, and left those for us this past week. We love you guys. <clears throat> and if, you know, if you're if you're in a rush and you don't want to do too much thinking, we still appreciate just dropping that five star. Means a whole lot to us. So again, hit pause here, jump in, do that. That's your first actionable step that you can take. You're not just listening you're actually doing something and get that done but we'll dive in right here so getting back to the topic can you optimize performance and aesthetics along with feeling better what would your very short answer to that be yes slightly longer answer than that
0: <laughs> well i mean look at josh and i we practice what we preach 100 percent and We're both in our early 30s at this point, and I would say that we both probably feel better than we ever have in our entire lives, and it's because we have been prioritizing all of those things that make us feel good. And I would also argue that we both probably look better than we have ever had in our entire lives to go along with that, Um, just from the aspects of just feeling. Balanced overall physique wise and then obviously performance wise, you know mobility strength everything I just I'll let you speak for yourself But I think we both are at a level where we have achieved Success on both sides and have been able to figure out how to sustain that
1: Absolutely, so my short answer is that this is exactly what we do with our one-on-one training clients with sd evolution we preface and make sure they know you know, we're not putting you on crash diets. If you have a short-term goal and you want to just do a 30, 60, 90-day challenge, this is this is not the experience for you because we are always going to be focused on optimizing biofeedback. Now, while certain things will ebb and flow a bit depending on your phase, if you're in a cut, you're going to be a little bit hungry all the time, but we want to make sure that's managed well. Stress shouldn't be through the roof. Energy shouldn't be at a one out of 10 You know, every single day ever. It should never be there. So those are the little things that we do monitor and they do ebb and flow, so they're not always going to be perfect depending on the, phase, on the phase, but we are always focused on optimizing biofeedback regardless of the phase you're in. So short answer, yes, you can absolutely do these two things at the same time. The issue is most of us don't. So. And I
0: think the issue or why most of us don't is because they're so overly focused on just how they look and they don't really care how they feel or they haven't really realized just how crappy prioritizing their looks can make them feel yet so that they're not even focused on any of the other things that go into feeling good in their process that they just think it has to be all or nothing
1: it may not even be that they're not focused and i'd argue that it's not that they're not focused on biofeedback it's that they expect to feel bad while they're changing their body yes. composition they exfe- they expect to feel like trash so, when they do feel like trash one week into a cut, like, oh, this is normal. This is how I have to feel. I'm going to grind through it. What ends up happening is they don't grind through it. They'll do it for a week, maybe three, and then they binge and then they start over. And it's just this vicious cycle. So, by expecting to feel bad, they set unrealistic expectations. They think they can maintain that for a set period of time, and they don't, which is why we're not progressing. So, if that is you, this is not the way that it should be. You should feel good throughout. There are ways to optimize how you're feeling, even reducing hunger levels towards the end of a cut. In the middle of a cut, there are ways to go about this where you continue to thrive. And if, if you crash diet and you feel like crap because your energy levels are crashing along with your weight, there's a reason for that, and you are not going to sustain any progress if you can see any to begin with.
0: Well, I think that's part of the problem too. Is People tend to take the extreme route when it comes to like for example, let's say they decide to put themselves through a fat loss phase. They immediately slash <clears throat> excuse me, I'm dealing with allergies today. If you you would know this if you watched my Instagram stories, um, but for example, they take their calories, they slash them immediately down to like fifteen hundred or less, which usually less we consider extremely low, even for smaller female clients which a lot of people will try to argue with me on but by starting your cut at that low intake you first got nowhere to go you've got nowhere to nowhere to go but you're also for some reason the people that do this think that they're going to see progress faster and more intensely than people who go the slower route
1: and you may see movement faster and more intensely
0: as far as the scale and as far as like seeing and that as far initial as how fast dip.
1: energy levels plummet
0: right so it's it's just not a good idea and
1: that's what we're talking about as far as the roller coaster so when we say like okay we're gonna jump on a crash diet for 30 60 90 days that's what happens and you might be able to maintain that for a week two weeks three weeks maybe four weeks but you're going to feel like garbage. Nobody's going to enjoy being around you and you're not going to maintain that. So what happens when you're done with that crash course is you rebound. So whatever you lost is coming right back as fast, if not faster. There's a very quick rebound effect to that. And that's why we don't, we don't preach patience and, you know, doing things the right way to drag this out and to make it boring. We do that so you can maintain it. You feel good throughout. And it's not even like, let's just say you could struggle for a month. I mean, you just maintain that forever. Most of us could probably grind through that if we knew that was actually the case, but it's not. So when you do this in an efficient manner, you're focusing on an effective rate of weight loss. And I hate saying weight loss because it's really fat loss, We want to maximize uh, muscle retention and fat loss. Whereas those crash diets, it is maximizing weight loss because you're losing muscle and fat accordingly, which spoiler alert, is not improving your body composition. You're going to look smaller and less athletic, less lean, less of the look that you're looking for. Um, so those crash courses, they're, you're not going to maintain those, but to kind of give you guys a backstory and get back to like the theme of, can you do both and where this originated, originated for us, myself personally, this has been a journey of, what is it? 10 years at this point. So when I was 21 years old, I was diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus. Long story short, it's the esophageal lining is eroded to the point where it looks like your stomach lining um and those cells can end up changing into the next step is dysplasia which is precancerous and then into esophageal cancer which is not a good look it's a very aggressive cancer so my world turned upside down pretty quickly um this was in the midst of college so obviously partying not eating well um you know i was training 6 days a week and on the chicken rice and broccoli diet so while that sounds like "quote unquote" clean eating, it's actually trash for your health because you're not optimizing nutrient diversity, fiber diversity. None of these things that I'm now focused on um, were of my focus. And you know, to I'll give myself a little credit. Like through those struggles, I appreciate because I wouldn't be where I am today had I not learned those very very difficult lessons. So I'm in the middle of this. I'm feeling like crap. the uh, The reason I was getting tested for all these different things, they tested my lungs, they tested my heart, they tested. I don't even remember it was a whole smorgasbord but i actually asked them to test me for barrett's esophagus because that was something it was a disease i had read up on while doing one of my fitness uh, nutrition certifications so they said no way that's an old person's disease there's no way that this is what it is i'm like please just do it so they do the endoscopy yep sure enough that's what i have um so great i start this wonderful cycle of you know ppis proton pump inhibitors which the jury is still out on what that does for your overall health, but I took those for a few years. felt like absolute trash. Um, Symptoms did not improve much at all until I actually saw a naturopath and we did some other things, but um, I believe the limited ability to absorb vitamin B had a lot to do with what I've dealt with since then as far as uh, nervous system. Super high anxiety levels have come from that. I dealt with heart attack symptoms for a long time. Um, Like, I was on the couch for a year almost every single day for a significant period of time. It felt like I was having an actual heart attack. And it wasn't a panic attack, it was a a physical reaction within my body. Um, It was the muscles around my esophagus spasming, which literally feels like a heart attack. So, I dealt with that for a year um, and just did did a lot of soul searching, trying to figure out how can I heal this? What can I do to heal this? So, that's when my journey down the gut health avenue really took over. So, you know, how can I heal myself? Because my doctor said, well you can't, this is just about not getting cancer at this point. which was a very uh, deflating answer. Um, but doing my own research, I did find out you can you can do some things to improve the situation. So that's what I did. Focus on fiber diversity, focus on nutrient diversity, healing my gut health or healing my gut, you know doing everything that I could to take things into my own hands and, and not rely on these medicines, which I stopped taking. So rather than focus on, reducing acid which is not a great look because you need it for optimal digestion and you know nutrient absorption i wanted to focus on doing things that would naturally reduce acid reflux which i actually never felt i never felt the heartburn symptoms which was very frustrating and you know confusing as to why i was taking these acid reflux medications um so just again going back to allowing my body to thrive focusing on sleep sleep and recovery was huge if i didn't get eight hours of sleep I literally, it was, it was a no-brainer, I was going to have those heart attack symptoms. Um, so friends, obviously being in college, transitioning away from the bar scene at that point, were not thrilled with my decisions to cut back on everything, but little did they understand how, how bad that I felt, and I actually stopped getting drunk because it just made me so uncomfortable that I just, I felt like death. So it wasn't even worth trying to push through at that point, which I think is a gift in, in and of itself. Um, you know, I, I asked for help changing my life and I was given that help in a very different way. So that that's what I got I got Barrett's esophagus slowing my roll, slowing things down. So, circling back, you know, I've healed my Barrett's esophagus. I last was it a year and a half ago, a year ago. I actually ended up having surgery every other month because the the cells were changing. I had dysplasia, so the precancerous so we are in the transition to cancer. They decided that was the time to start doing this every other month. Burn my esophagus, let it heal. Burn my esophagus, let it heal. I think I ended up with seven different surgeries. And my last couple scans, uh, biopsies were clear. So we checked that one off. Um, It's been about maintaining that optimal health. But the past year, I've been doing everything I can to get my energy and my vitality back. So you know the ice baths came into play my diet came into play really figuring out how I respond to certain foods just digging in deep because even quote unquote being healthy again having that clear picture of health that clear bill of health it didn't feel like it I still felt very rundown um, I became more of an introvert than I already am because I just simply didn't have the energy to hang out with people and carry a conversation and have, <laughs> have people over for a day I'd be more exhausted sitting in a chair talking to someone all day Than if I literally was training for six hours, like that's, that's how trash I felt. And it wasn't until recently where that all changed. Everything finally clicked. Um, But this has been an ongoing source of trial and error, you know, optimizing my sleep, obviously integrating meditation, integrating things like cold exposure. We just bought a sauna that comes on Monday. So we're going to have fun playing with that. Um, Optimizing my diet. As you guys have heard in the last couple episodes, I am now playing with shorter eating windows. So, you know, giving my body the the strength and the energy to heal. Um, takes the time off from digest, digestion, which is a huge stressor on the body. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And I grew up, you know, on the bro diet. Eat every two hours when I'm bulking. That's upwards of 4,500 to 5,000 calories. So my body was always digesting food. There was even a period where I... <laughs> Forget when this was, but I saw this on YouTube with uh Jay Cutler. He would wake himself up in the middle of the night to continue eating. So my body literally never had a break from eating. Especially during that period of time. I'd wake up at like three o'clock in the morning, throw down a shake with blended oats, and go right back to sleep, which your body just isn't digesting optimally when you're sleeping or, you know, eating right before bed anyway. So as you can see, my body was dealing with a whole host of conundrums. And, you know, I kind of figured this out. So Back to today, shortened eating windows. I'm feeling better. This is uh, two weeks on this, so this is still in the experimental phase. I do like the early returns. I've also reduced carb intake, increased my fats. I'm not, it's not keto. I am still eating plenty of carbs, but as opposed to eating three or 400 grams, it's down to 200-ish, a little under 200. Fats are pretty high. Um, I'm currently cutting, so it's actually lower right now than it would typically be anyway. So I think I'm at 200 grams of protein. 183 grams of carbs, and I think currently 100 grams of fat, something like that, so that's, that's a, about where my ratio is at, but I'm feeling pretty good. Like I, The reason I cut back on carbs was I noticed that I would feel really sluggish after every carb heavy meal that I had, so I said, okay, let's trial something else, and this isn't, oh, I need to do keto, oh, I need to, to go do Atkins, I need to go cut this, uh, this food source out. It was, I've noticed the trend this is the trend. Let's try something that combats that trend. Um, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes as well. I had one severe bout of fatigue that lasted months. And ever since then, you know, it'd be every, every few months I'd have it for a couple days. And I'm trying to figure out what's the trend leading up to this feeling, leading up to this little bout, what changes. And I noticed that it was when I would have red meat or when I would not have red meat for about two weeks. So I wasn't cutting red meat. It was just by accident. We didn't have steak or whatever the deal was as soon as I had that steak, I felt better. So by taking note of these things, if you actually have a journal or you're just paying attention or you're looking back in what you're tracking for your food, it's all trial and error. You know, we can talk about studies until we're blue in the face, but until you do a study on yourself and figure out what protocol optimizes your health, optimizes your performance, you really don't know because we all respond differently. The data that science gives us is for the majority. But if you're in the minority, you don't know until you try.
0: Yeah, I think, my story differs a little bit because I didn't have, obviously, anything extreme as far as a health condition, but I I would say I was always the person who thought that they felt good, and for probably the first half to first, like, 75% of my fitness journey over the last 10 years, aesthetics was important to me, um, and, you know, I achieved a really... What I consider amazing physique. I was super strong. And for the most part, I thought I felt pretty good. But it's one of those things where until you really start to focus on optimizing sleep, stress management, meditation, um, you know, optimizing energy levels, digestion, fiber intake, nutrient diversity, it's like you. Think you feel good, but that's just what you have sort of become adapted to.
1: That's what you're used to. It's your baseline.
0: It's your baseline. So until you start to truly focus on those other things, you don't really realize how good you can possibly feel. And that's really how I would say I figured all of this out. So until we started focusing on biofeedback and all of these things with ourselves and our clients, it was almost like, wow, like yeah, I felt decent over the last, whatever, seven years. But until we actually started implementing all of these other variables and techniques, I didn't truly realize how good I could possibly feel. So that's why I say now is when I have both felt and looked the best as far as just my standards go for myself. Um, because, you know, I probably would have said that if you asked me, six or seven years ago that i felt good but comparing it to where i am now i can tell you i feel tremendously better now
1: absolutely and that's been done by paying attention adjusting protocol and dialing things in until you feel really good feeling good is having energy to run around with our little two almost three-year-olds and not feel totally done by the end of the day and that's we're doing this running two businesses full-time running here with him here having you know we've got a little bit of help but it's you know a shift or two throughout the week so full-time parents two full-time jobs full-time go 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 and full-time gardeners now apparently (laughs) we just live in the yard and plant shit and spend all of our extra free time moving around the last three days i'm averaging like close to thirty thousand steps a day that's 23 miles per day
0: yeah landscapers we give you props
1: it's crazy. I'm running around chasing hose I've got a thousand something feet of hose. Point two miles I'm running of hose.
0: Around chasing hose. Literally. That's that what sounded- chasing hoses. Oh, hose <laughs> Chasing hose
1: I'm running around chasing bitches, man. Chasing hose. No, like, Why are you talking? No, about? chasing hoses. Chasing hoses. Um literally over a thousand feet of hoses. Connected to a bunch of sprinklers that I rotate throughout the yard to get this hydro seed to grow
0: to get our grass That is giving <clears throat> me deathly allergies.
1: Yeah Killing you from so, the inside so I can chase hose.
0: Yep, pretty much that. So anyway,
1: we're doing all this stuff we're running around So we focused on one side of things as far as feeling better in the last, you know, five minutes, however long we've been talking To bring that full circle In doing those things first of all naturally we're reducing inflammation when you're feeling good energy's high you're not sore you don't feel stressed all the time inflammation is, is naturally a bit lower so you're improving your environment to grow or to change your physique and all these other things so we talk about lifestyle optimization within our, our coaching process and that isn't to totally change everything you're doing it's just to make sure you're prioritizing recovery so you're, you're focusing on sleep you're focusing on nutrients you're balancing volume within your training by doing all this you're not just feeling better but you're looking better This all happens, again, because you're optimizing volume through training, but you're also optimizing recovery, and you're reducing stress levels, and all these things are an environment for positive things to change. So like you said, we probably look better than we have in an incredibly long time. Um, Right now, I'm cutting. I've leaned out pretty well. The last couple fine tunes that I've made have made a massive difference. So my plan is to get fairly yoked and then jump back on my forever bulk. I'm certainly much lighter than I typically like to be, but I do feel really good. So I'm not focused on jumping into you know, a, a process of gaining a massive amount of weight from here very slowly over time. I'm going to do it until I don't feel good and find my sweet spot. But by optimizing lifestyle, by optimizing biofeedback, by focusing on how I feel, focusing on, the, on these longevity markers, aesthetics are improving. And there are certain variables and certain protocol that will literally help both at the same time so we talk about ice baths all the time this cold exposure you know ideally we're doing this for the mental resilience you know we're doing this um to optimize our our immune system function there's a lot of you know longevity benefits to it that we were drawn to but at the same time it's also helping you improve how you look like this will help you burn calories it increases your metabolic rate Um, this is something we talked about on stories in the process of doing an ice plunge, you are creating vascular restriction. Your blood vessels are tightening up so they can protect your core organs so you can survive. You can, you can make it through that cold. After that happens, they're expanding again. You're actually improving blood flow. So it's not like this is a long-term effect of, oh, they stay constricted forever. That's not an argument. You're actually improving your cardiovascular health by doing this because those muscles around those blood vessels are getting stronger. They're doing their job. So they're constricting, they're opening, they're constricting, they're opening. The sauna is going to be another benefit. They're going to focus on more opening, and they come back down. They More opening, they come back down. So you're improving cardiovascular health. um, Similar protocol to, I don't want to say similar protocol, but similar benefit to doing cardio. You're improving cardiovascular health. You're burning calories. You're changing brown fat, I'm sorry, white fat to beige or brown fat, which in and of itself continues to burn calories. So when we're talking about increasing metabolic rate, that's one of the protocol.
0: But at the same time, do not take this and say, oh, well, Josh and Alessandra said I can just <laughs> do ice baths and sauna to instead of doing cardio and instead of being in a calorie deficit. Like... This is something that is done in addition to already doing all of the other things to optimize the process better. It's not something where you can take it and make it fit your narrative of, you know, I can use this instead or use this as an excuse so I don't have to do cardio. Cardio is still important. Being in a calorie deficit is still important for fat loss. This can possibly help a tiny bit more.
1: Everything that we talk about is harmonious with everything else we do. So when we say one thing. We are not personally doing that one thing and we are not telling you to do that one thing. It's find a bundle of things that you feel really good doing and do them in coordination with a proper training program, a proper cardio program, a proper nutrition protocol. All these things help each other. They're you know little one-uppers. Take it to the next level. Take one thing to the next level, but the next thing will bring you to the next level. Doing all these things together will exponentially increase you know, what you see.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other thing I just wanted to clarify is that, you know, we support clients who have body composition goals. And we also support clients who don't and who just want to focus on feeling good. It doesn't have to be you can only work with us if you want to change your body or work with whoever if you want to change your body. Coaching is something that adds value to your whole life or at least the way that we do it. So know that we're not team anti-body anti-diet Even we're not team like whatever the other side is so we're in the middle we think that it's important that you have goals for yourself and we support those goals for you and we're going to get you in the best get you there in the best way possible that also allows you to feel good and you know is something that you can do for the rest of your life
1: absolutely so we'll kind of i'll taper off that into a shameless plug if you guys are interested in reaching out for one-to-one coaching with sd evolution you'll see the link in the show notes. Um, We also have the MMC app, which is going through a rebrand soon. The pricing is going to be going up significantly soon. So if you've been wanting to check that out, obviously hop in there, that will also be linked in the show notes. The difference with the app and the one-on-one coaching obviously is the missing coaching function. So the app, we are giving you everything that we possibly can, or in the process of giving you everything that you possibly can get from the one-on-one coaching without the personalization Obviously, the adjustments and the accountability of having a coach. Um, <clears throat> there are some really cool things happening on the back end. So price is going to be going up fairly soon. Uh, once the next set of updates goes, goes comes through, price is going up again. So there are some really, really cool things happening, like I just said um if you are currently enrolled your pricing never goes up so that's why we're kind of giving you that subtle push if you want to wait obviously wait but i'm just letting you know you can have the same thing for a lot less a whole <laughs> lot less if you sign up uh, sooner than later so don't wait if you've been waiting because pricing is changing significantly as these updates continue to to roll in so both of those will be linked in the show notes um but again like she just said you know we are in the middle we aren't focusing we aren't pro team aesthetics. We aren't pro team, you know, feel better, improve longevity. We are pro both. We can do both at the same time. The purpose of this episode is literally, literally to explain that concept because most of us think you can only do one or the other, but the people who achieve the best results and maintain those results are the people focusing on both. So if you are focusing on cutting weight, it is not normal to feel like dog shit. You should not feel like dog shit. Don't tell yourself that this is part of the process. It's not. If you feel terrible, you're not doing it right you're focusing on the wrong things you might not even be eligible for a cut your body might not respond and i, I don't it's say that to discourage you about
0: the scale you. it's
1: not just about the scale and i don't say that to discourage you i just mean if you're if your uh, diet has been off for a very long time your calories have been low for a very long time you are not ready to adapt your body will not lose weight and you're just going to crash biofeedback so you're eligible for a reverse diet prior to a dieting phase to fix those imbalances um, those are the little things we pick up on little things that we want to you know, we'll give you as much as we can on this podcast. It's tough to do without coaching you through that, but I want to make sure you're aware. You know, we've said this before. Once you're aware of an issue, you can then address it. So we talked about movement. That's that's the example that I was giving. You know, we train five, six days a week. We're in there for an hour a session or whatever it is, and then we think we're all set with movement, but our, our daily steps come in at 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 steps per day, which doesn't cut it. I'm not talking about just for performance. I'm not talking about for aesthetics. I'm talking about for your overall health. You cannot be moving 3,000 steps per day. We have to get those up. We had a post about this on Instagram. People took great offense to that. Like I'm calling them out. I'm not calling people out. I'm making you aware. Once you're aware of an issue, you can then address it. Okay, I'm paying attention to steps now. They are coming in pretty low. What can I do? I can take a lap around the office at lunchtime. Once an hour, you know, I'll have my alarm go off. I'll stand up. I'll do a quick stretch. I'll go to my car and I'll come back. Or i'll go walk up and down the hallway a few times or i'll go for an actual walk you're working from home you have time you can jump on a call and take a walk getting those things up <clears throat> focusing on you know getting steps to a, to seven thousand steps per day to optimize overall health those are the things we're talking about become aware of an issue come up with a plan to correct that issue and you're going to feel so much better for it
0: yeah i think anytime you feel that defense mechanism kicking in you have to ask yourself why because it's usually when we get defensive is because those things apply to us somehow or we're upset about something, whatever it is that we're doing in our lives. So if you ever listen to us talk about something or something you see online makes you feel defensive, take pause, ask yourself why, and you know sort of zoom out and look at the bigger picture of whatever it is and ask yourself if this is something that you can potentially work on in your life and chances are i'm speaking from personal experience here nine out of ten times it is so that's my spiel about that
1: so we love you guys main takeaway can you focus on aesthetics performance and feeling better at the same time it's a resounding hell yes and you should be and if if you want to see positive results for the longer term that's how it should be it shouldn't be one or the other so If you guys enjoyed this episode, again, make sure you go leave a review. If you can tag us on social media, share the episode, tag us. We really, really appreciate that. I am going to go build another patio for the second time after saying I would never do it again. Patio number three. Um, We got to do that before we go to the carnival. So we're going to wrap it up here. Where can they find you?
0: I'm at Alessandra Skutnik.
1: I'm at Josh Skutnik.
0: Everything else is linked in the show notes. Catch you guys in the next one.